walk through what we believe uh, the future story of Placentia Presbyterian Church is. And last week, Alfredo did a bang-up job with the cups talking, um, talking about a church. By 2020, we want to continue to be a church that flourishes. Don't you love that word? Flourishes, the etymology of the word flourish is flowering, overflowing. Pressed down to overflowing. And the, just the colors of that and the beauty of that and the sight of that and the smell of that. It awakens the imagination, does it not? Well, a flourishing church, if you've read our future story that was in the bulletin last week, uh, it goes on to say we're also a vibrant church. So today the word that I'd like for us to cue in on is this word vibrant. The word vibrant. So when you hear the word vibrant, what comes to your mind? What images come to your mind? Color. Youth? M me? They need to get their eyes examined, man. Okay, color, youth, light, bright, illumination, activity. One more time. Energetic, energy, light. By the way, thank you, bless you, you raised your hand. You get, a, you get a free coffee later. And a free lunch Alfredo's buying. <laughs> oh, you behave, man. All right, any other, any other images? How about this side? Shiny? Okay, shiny. Now, these are the images, right? What emotions begin to raise up inside of you when you hear the word vibrant and you uh, envision these things that we've just talked about? What are the emotions that begin to well up? Joy. Disciple. Excitement. Uplifting. Active. Expectant. One more time. Fun, communion, happiness. Okay, they're together, so Alfredo, a double lunch for them. Having a good lunch. Yeah, we're gonna have a good lunch, and Garrett's coming now because he's gonna pay. So yeah, we're we're talking about discipleship, and we want to think about discipleship going deeper as followers of Jesus Christ and what God's doing right in this place in different ways. And last week we talked about flourishing. This week, this week we want to talk about being a vibrant congregation in many of the ways that we've just articulated. Aren't those amazing adjectives and nouns? And there may be others. I asked uh, a small group of folks this uh, earlier this week, and one individual said exuberance. Another person said water. Water that's not stagnant and continues to move. So there's all kinds of ways to metaphorically create in our minds what the word vibrant looks like. And that's the playfulness of metaphor. Metaphor doesn't close language in. Metaphor unfetters language. It opens it up and creates new territory for the mind and for the people of God to live into. And that's the freedom that comes in, with, and through metaphor. So I, I looked up the word vibrant. Here's what the word vibrant means. According to the dictionary, I'm not sure which one it is. It's just an app on my phone. Vigorous. 
energetic, vital, lively, moving to and fro so as to produce sound. So for me, when I was thinking about this word vibrant this week, many of the words that you used to describe vibrant came to my mind. I, I think of colors a lot. I think of water. I think of sound. I think of energy. I think of uh, movement. One of the things that I also think of with vibrant in the context of sound is for sound to happen on a piano or on a cello, you have to use some violence, either by plucking it or running a bow across, right, the, the string. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my cookies. Running a bow across the string. You create violence. There's violence that creates a sense of moving back and forth. And the moving back and forth is what creates the sound, does it not? Now, I have a question for you on the spot. Chris, you're a piano player. Do we have, is there a key E on here? Is there an E? Can you come up and do me a favor and play, just play a key E? Okay, hold on a second. We're going to have a little conference. I, I want, I want. They can still hear you, but go ahead. I want E, G, and R. Can you make that E, G, and R sound good? Uh, I can do E, I can do G. You're out of luck on R. Okay, good. All right, great. So I, just give me. <laughs> oh, I should have set this up ahead of time. Give me an E. Okay, that sounds pretty nice. Right, now, what happens, you know, when you, when you push down on that key, what happens inside here? There's a little, like a little hammer, a little mallet that hits the strings in there. So, and, it's, and I hit them pretty hard, so it's definitely a violent thing when, <laughs> when I play the piano. Okay. Yeah, you have a mallet that hits a string and then it vibrates and makes a sound. Yeah. So there's an E, right? That's E. That's vibrant. That's a vibrant E. Okay, just, can you sit there for a little while? Okay, good. How's the padding on that thing, by the way? Your padding's good too, right? Yeah. Come on. So for me, I, I got to get out of this right now. I think about I think about sound. I think about the string on a cello or the string on a piano that when it's hit, it vibrates and it makes a lovely sound. That's vibrant, right? Let's take a look at our text because I think there's a vibrant sound that's coming out of six verses. It's a familiar text, but maybe we can look at it slightly different, perhaps slant. Acts, two, chap Acts chapter two, verses 42 through 47. And I want us to just act like we've never heard this before, okay? Let's act like we've never read this text ever, ever before. And then we're going to act like this is the only text there is in Scripture that talks about what it's like or should be like to be church. All right? So those are the ground rules. They, all the new believers, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And before I go any further, 
Just notice all the descriptors in here. Notice all the keys that are being hit. Okay? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, key, and to the fellowship. Give me an E again, by the way. Yeah, thanks. To the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone, notice that descriptor, everyone, everyone, not just a few, not the ones that are really committed, not the ones that used to be really committed that may not be quite so committed. Everyone was filled with awe, time for an E, yeah, thank you very much, at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And here's an amazing statement. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The reading of God's word this morning. Thanks be to God. I think there's, perhaps in this text, I'm going to bring it down to three notes that are required for a vibrant church. And I've just been informed on a piano keyboard of these three notes, we actually have two of them. <laughs> okay? The first musical note that I think is required for a vibrant church is this note E. And Chris has played it a little bit for us. This note of E. Thank you very much. Chris Colonier, ladies and gentlemen. That note is the note that encounters God. That note is a note that allows all of us to gather together in a space to encounter God. And they use a variety of different descriptors in and through the text. Things like devotion to the apostles' teaching. Which means not just to this thing... It's a devotion to what's written down, but even superseding this is the devotion to the living word of God in Jesus Christ, which is the one to whom this appeals. Okay? So there's devotion to the word written and to the living word of God in Jesus Christ. And listen to all these descriptors when we encounter God. Filled with awe, there's wonders and signs People praised God every day. People prayed every day. They were open to God in all things. Doesn't that sound like your life every day? Thank you for your honesty. But, but this is a group of people. That's what they did. Every single day they got together and all these amazing things happened. It was a vibrant church. And these notes of music began to play, not just to themselves, but out into the streets. And it drew people in. And they were open to God in all things. So as we think about what a vibrant church ought to be, it begins with this E, encountering God. Church is all about encountering God. If church is about anything other than encountering God, we may have our priorities backwards. 
But we also have to recognize that in the year 2018, encountering God is radically different, is it not? For different generations, different ethnicities, different cultural backgrounds, different home lives. The list is very long and large. So the people even then had the ability to create the open space that was much needed for all the people to encounter God. Thank you. You're getting the hang of this now. I mean, I, I don't even have to cue you anymore. It's just, it's just rolling. Okay. So when we, as a church, friends, as we think about this encountering God, this, this e-note, this e-note that plays uh, deeply in our lives. And by the way, that note is a fairly deep note, doesn't it? It's fairly guttural. When he plays that note, it doesn't sit on the surface, does it? When you feel that note in your body, where does that note go? That note goes fairly deep. Because a vibrant church allows encountering God to go deep. That's authentic worship. So here's what I want you to do. Take a look around. This is going to be the scary part for you. Just, and if you're in the front row, don't get a kink in your neck, especially you, Alfredo. That would be a workman's comp case. and I don't know that we want to pay that one out, actually. So uh, slowly turn, okay, so as not to throw muscles out. But take a look around and, and see. Just, just span. Just say, make a note, a mental note. Look at, look at this place. This is a diverse community. Different ages, different ethnicities, right? Different languages, right? I always love it when this time of year when people are, have the cold, we all, we all cough in our cultural heritage background. That's the church. That's the beauty of it. That's the honest-to-goodness beauty of it, is it not? So what does that mean for us if we're really serious about being a vibrant church that begins with encountering God? It means that good folks, good members, good team players, our cheerleaders in everything that we're doing, good members, we roll up our sleeves and we engage as best we can with the resources that we have. And most importantly, we work very hard at not making it about our own personal preferences we have to constantly work on this. Because the personal preferences of the, cum the cumulative bunch of this group is very wide. And it's never about the personal preference anyway. It's about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as we encounter that ultimate being. And we work very hard at building bridges in, with, and to one another. I got a wonderful Christmas card uh, by someone here. And the Christmas card read this. We make too many walls, but not enough bridges. It's in my office, sitting on my desk. What a great reminder. Encountering God is about building bridges so more and more folks can encounter the same God with Christ at the center. So I think that's the first E of a vital church. That's the first note that we have to play. 
If we're going to be a vital church going forward, we have to play this first E. This reminds me of Jimmy Fallon when he, you know, never mind. I don't have time to go there. All right, so um, the second note that I see being played in this text is very obvious. What, what do these faithful folks do when they gather together? What's, what is one of the primary results? What do they do with their stuff? They share it, right? They share it. Can you find that part of the text and just shoot it up there for me? They had everything in common. Listen to this. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had a need. They had everything in common. Everything? They sold stuff and they gave to anyone? What? That's a pretty big note to play. But that note is essential in a vibrant church. And that note is a G because G stands for the generosity of the people of God. Do you have a G on that machine there? That was kind of nice. That was light. We went from the depths, right, to the, the depths of encountering God that's transformational and disciple-making. And in such a way that it lives itself out in the world lightly. You're tripping me out right now, man. <laughs> oh, man. So they sold everything that they had. And they gave it away. And the Lord added to their number every single day. Now, I know E is hard enough for us to get, but now I'm just downright meddling in your personal life, right? When I start talking about money, it's meddling. I hear you. I can hear you sending me messages through your mind. Don't mess with my money. Right? But if you remember, it's never been your money anyway. It's always belonged to God. You just get to be a steward of it. So it's not your money. And these, this group, this band of followers, they knew that kind of thing. And so they were willing to be generous with it. <laughs> who's the piano player on Jimmy Fallon? A guy who's never, his face is, what is it? James. I'm going to call you James from now on. Yes, you are. And this congregation is generous. I've watched it since I've been here, and it's been generous before I arrived. I know that for a fact. I also am very pleased, to, and I want to say thank you today, because last year uh, the income from the congregation was $21,000 over the course of the year more than the income in 2016. Okay? So in 2016... You, as a congregation, gave $503,000 in offerings. And in 2017, you, the congregation, gave $224,000, if I recall. Give or take a few, because I'm getting older, and I'm a little bit older than you, and I'm beginning to forget things myself. So that's pretty good. The, the bottom line is, you are a generous folk. 
But it's not a time to be proud of our generosity. It's a time to be humble in who we are and continue to seek to live out a generous lifestyle and look for new ways in which we can take and steward the money that's never been ours, that's always belonged to God, so that others can encounter the same living God and lives be transformed. So today we're talking about a vibrant church, and a vibrant church plays at least three notes. We encounter God with an E. We are generous with our resources with a G. I'm kind of making this up, and now I'm getting uncomfortable that we made this up. James, you're supposed to just sit and smile and not say anything. I love you, baby, but... I don't see this text as an out-of-control hurriedness either. I see this text as an organic happening that just took place. I don't see this text in the way that much of the church lives out its existence in 2018. The church in 2018 is just as anxious as the non-church culture around us. When I read this text, I don't see a text of anxious people trying to respond to an anxious and out-of-control world. I see a group of people who, in a non-anxious presence, like to be together in order to encounter God and be generous with their stuff so that they can be relational to all people. This is not a text about uncontrolled activity. This is a text that challenges us to be a slower church and perhaps even offer the greatest gift to the world that we can right now, which is to slow down, <laughs> slow down, encounter God, be generous and relational. I see a hand up. Is there a question? Most of the world uses Luke's answering device when you go where Luke has to answer. What should we talk about? Yes, yes, or yes, or yes. Ah, very good. That's good. Which brings me to R. R. Which brings me to our R. And I've been communicated that we don't have an R on the... <laughs> oh, my cookies. This was a cool idea. But, yeah, friends, we're called to be relational, right? This six verses is, is highly relational. Notice, th there was fellowship. They, they, they liked being together. They ate together, which means they laughed and they shared stories. There was margin to share stories. They didn't have to run off to the next thing really fast. Oh, you know what? I got 10 minutes. I can be there for 12 minutes, then I got to leave. They prayed. 
And notice all the descriptive words, words like they, everyone, all together, to anyone, met every day, enjoyed the favor of all people. No boundaries, no walls, no words to compartmentalize people out. It was a place that was open because God exists in the center. It was all about encountering God. It was all about the generosity of the people. It was all about the relationships that had been established. This is a story, a church, a community that practiced EGR. In all this, EGR. There's that acronym. Anybody ever use that acronym, EGR? What is it? Extra grace required. Yeah. Yeah, to be a vibrant church, extra grace is required. Extra grace as we encounter God. Extra grace as we seek to be generous people. Yeah, and a lot of extra grace as we seek to relationally coexist. In a world that compartmentalizes people and walls them out, Jesus comes along and removes all those walls and builds these flourishing bridges. That's a vibrant church. That old acronym is as pertinent today as ever. What if we, PPC, lived a little more EGR? This vibrant place called PPC, what if we really practiced EGR in a world of incredibly vulgar, walling off of the other type of language? EGR, extra grace required. Yeah, a vibrant church practices this, EGR. And EGR is this amazing gift of forgiveness. Tim talked about it in his uh, confessional. What happens to me? What happens to me if I don't stop and help this person? I get smaller. We begin to shrink. We start to hide. We close the doors and we circle the wagons and we shut down our budgets. Because we're as afraid as the non-Christian culture is outside. Yet we're called to be men and women who are not people of fear, but people of faith. And that's why we get together every day. To remind us of the things that we so easily forget. We're called to encounter God. We're called to be generous. And we're called to be relationship builders of bridges not builders of barriered walls. Yeah, I think a little EGR is required right about now. You know, the other thing, just as an anecdotal point as I, as I was thinking about this, I know we have a couple of lawyers in the room. I don't, and I'm glad I have nothing against lawyers. <laughs> but most of us, when it comes to our own shortcomings, we're great lawyers. And when it comes to the shortcomings of other people, we're even better judges. We our own stuff, and we elevate everybody else's stuff. 
That's not EGR. Yet the deeper we dive into encountering God, the deeper we dive into the generosity of God, the deeper we dive into the relationships that God's people have with one another in order to be a healing balm to the rest of the world, the deeper we make the dive into that EGR, <laughs> the more powerfully profound a vibrant church's mission can shine in a neighborhood that I'm just going to say it needs a lot of EGR. Amen? Amen. Would you help me give Chris a hand? That was all impromptu. Nice job, James. So if you're a lawyer, no, don't ask them to raise their hand. If you're a lawyer, please see, see, see Tobin after the service. He's going to invite you to lunch. Um, so that's my sermon, right? So I have to react. Remember, that's to Fredo uh, 2.0 updated, right? So I have to react to Pastor, what Pastor, Pastor Tobin said, Pastor Tobias, in Espanol, ¿verdad? Is that what it is? Maybe. Uh, so... I, if I remember well what I heard from God through you today, at least to myself, and I'd like to, to, to think that I'm going to try to practice that. Is that, is that good? Yeah, that works. That works. You okay. got the microphone. Thank you. So, vibrant. You ask all of us what vibrant meant or feels like, and everybody say their own thing, their own, their own uh, understanding. And I heard one word, and you say that I heard it wrong. I heard you, and they say youth, but I, I can't help it. When I see a preacher, a preacher like you pastoring us through the way you did today and other time, but particularly today, I think you are vibrant, don't you think? Amen? Yeah, I only have five bucks to tip you for that, but... Can you say, can you say at least thank you? Thank you. Hey! <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> Hey, what is that? You're here, here, here. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, uh, devotion to the written and living word of God, period. Did you say that? I did. That was really good for me. Yeah. Not that I don't know that, but it's affirming to remember that Jesus Christ comes through the word of God that is written or spoken or visually seen or felt but also through Jesus Christ, who, who nevertheless is the word of God himself. Thank you. We all cough. Do you cough? I, th I think he said cough. Okay. Let me, give, let me give it a try now. Let me give it a try. Todos tosemos. Can you say that? Todos tosemos. Todos tosemos. That means we all... Cough. Very good. You, you, you know how to speak English and Spanish. So that means that if we all cough. Yeah, that's cough, good. Cough? Cough. Okay. Yeah. Cough. Okay. Tosemos. Means that we all can also laugh and cry together. Because nobody can tell us how to cry. Well, he has been telling us how to cry better because he says, when you see a tear rolling down your cheek, don't wipe it off. 
just listen to that because it has a story to tell. Don't, doesn't he say that? If you don't remember that, that's okay, but he says that. <laughs> right? I do. So thank you because you remind us that we all cough, cry, and laugh. And the last one, we all need extra grace, and I hope we believe that it has been given to us. The grace has been given to us. So will you please bring the text back? And I need to say the final thing, which is, um, I read this. Uh, no, oh, yeah, there. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Do you see the word glad there? Yeah. That's part of the reason sometimes I'm like that. Because it's there. And he said, living word of God and written word of God. And then, and then, and then said, and sincere hearts, praising God and my version and having fun. Enjoying. So I said, okay, praising God and having and enjoying, basically, which is, it, it, will, it took me to this. PPC. You know what that means? It means a place where people seek to worship and enjoy. That's PPC. Do you agree? Well, be a, a little bit more vibrant, please. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it again. Let's imagine that that doesn't happen. Reset button, and I will say it again. PPC, a place where people seek to worship and have fun and enjoy. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Let's pray together. Would you please stand out with us? We really appreciate your work, Pastor Tobin. Thank you very much. Let's pray. Father, thank you because you have been giving us a lot today through worship, readings, uh, assurance of pardon, and, and, every, and everything in between. And particularly, I am grateful for the word of God that was expressed and communicated to us today. And we were reminded that we are a vibrant church full of, full of grace, double grace. Uh, and we are supposed to pay attention to the living and written word of, of, of God. And we also are supposed to cough and cry and laugh and be humans. But also, we are a place where people seek to worship you and enjoy the favor. Father, we commit PPC into your hands. And we want to hear and touch and see and experience that in 2020, PPC will continue to flourish and will become a, continue to be a vibrant, vibrant congregation. Congregation, We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, before we sing this song, let's, let me give you the benediction. And just remember.